intrinsically, I feel successful as, a, as an artist because people have reached out to me to tell me that they cried when they listened to it and that, or that they have it on repeat. And that, above all else, that was my goal. And that was my fear. <laughs> also in releasing it, like, sure. will people like this? I know there's a few people said they liked it, but will this connect to people? So the fact that it's done that, yeah. you know, with, you know, a number of people means, okay, you know, I, I did what I set out to do. Let's take people back. How did it all start for, for you when it came to, like, the music side of things? Well, yes, I definitely come from a musical family. I have two sisters, and we, that was our favorite pastime, we sang. And um, I, when I first realized that I could sing was... Um, Were they older? <laughs> no, I have one older, one okay. younger. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. so you're in the middle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, the f ignored child. Here I am, seeking attention. Um, <laughs> but um, my oldest sister, Bossy, still Bossy, um, she would hold auditions, Ooh. you know, two-man auditions for mm. me and my younger sister so we could have the honor oh, of singing sing with, with her. her. Mm -hmm. And I think I was nine the first time I realized, oh, I'm going to win because I can sing. Mm. And I don't know why I realized that, but I did. Yeah. And sure enough, I, you know, did my audition and she was like, "You can sing." Wow. And that was the day. <laughs> you felt a little bit of confidence. Yes. Like. I realized, okay, I'm a singer. Did, were your parents musical? <laughs> my mom is not a singer, but she has an amazing ear. Um, she okay. she used to play piano and the clarinet. She doesn't anymore, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. very capable. Okay. My dad actually, um, <laughs> if you're sitting in the other room, you think he was a white cowboy. Inter very <laughs> okay. interesting. But okay. yeah, that's, yeah, that's my origin. Okay, so um, you love to sing, basically. Like, what type mm -hmm. of music were you listening to back then? Like, Well, um, I grew up in church. And okay. when I say I grew up in church, I grew up sitting in church. Like you were born in the aisle. Yeah, I was sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> whole time I was there. Um, and so gospel, definitely. Um, also R&B because, you know, we listen to the yeah. radio. Yeah. Um, I remember my first, the first, like, singer that I remember just being obsessed with was Yolanda Adams. Mm. She had she's a... Um, so good. She's amazing. So yeah, still. Yeah, um, she's put out so... She's had a really long career, which mm -hmm. is fantastic, yeah. Yeah, she's like... Yeah, she's evolved and everything. She stayed current mm -hmm. and all those things. So good totally. pick. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it was the the tape. Uh, it was riding through the storm. I think that was the name of the album, and the tape was worn out back mm -hmm. when you could wear tapes. On. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you were playing cassette tapes yes. in the cassette player, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So did you yeah. ever record songs and then like from the? Oh, I guess yeah. it was recording from the radio. From right? the radio, and then you'd mm -hmm. play back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I got a recorder. At some point, and we record ourselves over and over. So that's my singing has always been a part of my life. Now, I can imagine, okay, you have sisters, and they're mm -hmm. singers too. One's mm -hmm. older, one's younger. You're kind of in the middle. Mm -hmm. did, it, did it ever feel like, like, did your sister have a couple years ahead of you in regards to, like, did she, I think she was involved in music stuff too, right? At some yeah, level, like... she she still is. She's she's a gospel singer. Okay, okay, though, okay. And very, 
we have very different styles, all three of us. Mm. My oldest sister is gospel, like just full on Shirley Caesar, all that. Okay. <laughs> she gives you all that. Uh, my youngest <laughs> sister is like neo soul, kind of puts you in the mindset of Jill Scott, mm. you know, something like that. Okay. Yeah. And here you have me. Yeah. What? <laughs> okay. Well, and tell people, you know, fast forward from early childhood. Mm-hmm. Take me through a little bit of that backstory, you okay. know, like in that yeah. space. I'll start by saying this. For my sisters were very much, um, they're performers. You know, they're mm. outgoing. I was, you know, the middle quiet kid. There are people who don't know they have another sister. <laughs> because oh I was, yeah, I was that quiet. And so for me, music has always been mine. Mm. You know, in the mm-hmm. sense that it was something that I did for myself. I, I love to listen to music beyond just singing it. I love, I'm a consumer, you know, of music. And so um, another reason why... It was kind of mine, too, was because growing up in church, you know, I I grew up in Church of God in Christ. And so it's, you know, it's black church. Mm. You know, it's the the volume, the the excitement. Excitement. Mm -hmm. And that's not that's not my style. It's not me. You know, so I was always you realize that early on, like this is cool, but it's I don't think musically it's. Where, where I wanted to live. Well, it wasn't that it wasn't where I wanted to live. I just felt like I didn't fit. Mm. You know, so mm. it was like, I was always told I could sing and forced to sing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they seemed to like it, but I felt this doesn't fit. Mm. You know, I didn't feel like I was in my element, mm-hmm. you know. And so music became something, like I said, that I kept to myself. And if I was told to, I would sing, but it wasn't internalized. Like Were it wasn't you writing mine. songs back then and writing ideas down, or just just working on your voice, just singing other people's songs and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'd listen to albums and learn every word, every riff, every run. Mm. But it was just something that I did, mm-hmm. you know. And so that, yeah. <laughs> did you continue that through? college years and all that kind of stuff and yes every like everybody knew that knew me really well knew I loved music but I was not a performer I didn't want to get up in front of people and sing it was not something I wanted to do Mm -hmm. and so partially because I didn't fit and then also like shy on the shyness meter Mm -hmm. like one to ten Mm -hmm. I'm 150 (laughs) 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 so yeah but um, well, it doesn't seem like that now. Like, well, are, do you, you feel like you've kind of grown a little bit and worked through that a little bit more? I say, I say, I'm still shy. But what I'm finding right now, like <laughs> since working with you, <laughs> yeah, is that um, I think I found my voice, mm. and so there's a comfort there that I haven't, I yeah. haven't felt. I want to get specifically to talking about eventually talking about mm-hmm. this song. You said you said nowadays you you write and mm-hmm. have I- lots of ideas. Mm-hmm. So how did it evolve and when did that part of your journey yeah. start? Because at some point, you know, you you love music, you're listening mm-hmm. to music, you're working, you're singing, you're doing mm-hmm. all this stuff. But at some point, you might be like, "Hey, I I think I could write something that would be a good yeah. song or whatever." Like, when did that develop the song part of it? It's the funniest thing. So. <laughs> It's this sleaze ball. That's how I learned I could write. <laughs> okay, you have to explain that a little bit more. So, 
Um, first, I'll tell you how I ended up liking country because okay. it wasn't something that I, I grew up just like that's a genre, you know, that I love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I always liked it, but not enough to turn my radio station to it or anything like that. I bought this raggedy car my okay. first year in college. It cost like $800. It was trash. But, um, and the the radio, I couldn't get FM. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> So I was stuck you gotta with at least AM. go to $1,000 or more to get I AM. guess so. You know that was, I didn't meet the requirements. So all I had was AM. So all I could get that sounded clear was a country station. Oh, wow. okay. So I started listening, and I was like, I love this music, you know? And so that was the beginning of my love. Yeah, what was the love. first country song or artist that you were like, man, this is... I really like this. Do you remember? It was it was Shania Twain. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then, um, well, I always always like Dolly Parton, Reba McIntyre, but they're like everybody, yeah. you know, knows them. But um, Shania Twain, up. That was the song. Yeah. Shania yeah. Twain. What I love about her stuff is too is when it comes to vocal production mm -hmm. and the different layers and the way that they support her lead vocal. It's pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. Like. It's pretty amazing. She and she can just sing. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, so you start listening to AM radio, country stations. Yeah. <laughs> and then take me through, yeah. like, fast forward from there. Like, how do you get yeah. to like, I'm gonna write something? So years, it was years later. As a matter of fact, it was, it was the year I wrote Long Haul. Oh. Um, was that one of your first? That was the uh, second song I ever wow. wrote. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, this some guy I. I think my sister posted a video on Facebook of me singing. So he reaches out to me through Facebook and he was like, you know, have you ever considered a career in music, you know, and all this stuff. So I was like, okay, you know, mm. I'm interested. By that point, I was married with two kids. I had finished my education and everything. I was like, I'm open to this, you know. Yeah. And so we met and he, you know, we talked for all of about 30 minutes and he was like do you write I was like no you know because I always saw that as something next level that I right being a <laughs> singer is one thing but then being a songwriter is something different totally thing. different yeah. Yeah. yeah and I I hold music so sacred it's like oh no you know you have to mm. be at a certain level so I was like no he was like you should write you know, you need to, you know, the notes app on your phone, you need to have that, you know, out and just write. You probably didn't even think you could do that or like, yeah, Not you had this all. separation between that process. Mm -hmm. um, wow. So like total stranger saying, mm -hmm. hyping you up a little bit saying, hey, you have a great voice. You should, mm -hmm. you know, you should think about this. Yeah. That's really cool. And then that, it is cool. Where and does that go from there? He turned out to be like. He oh, wouldn't. that is the sleaze ball. That's the sleaze oh, ball. Man. <laughs> he turned out to like he was like, oh yeah, we're gonna meet at the studio. I was like, okay, I'm excited. You know, I just want to sing. You know, and I don't have to be in front of a group of people. This yeah. is great. Like I can sing oh, from goodness. a corner. And so he never he nothing ever materializes. But I do sit down one day and I'm like, let me try it. Hmm. You know. And so I think about like what was the most. Um, What's something that I think about a lot? Because one thing I know about what good music is to me is that it's got to tug on me in some way. Yes. So I know it's got to come from something authentic mm -hmm. in order something to write. Something you connect with. Yeah. yeah. So I start with that, and I, I wrote my first song. It's a ballad. 
and it in retrospect it, it needs some work but i think it's the bones of a really good yeah. song um but fast forward I, di- I didn't write anymore after that one song and then uh fast forward i guess maybe six months Mm-hmm. And I was going through a really tough time uh, in my marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, with if if you've been married any length of time, and it'll be 13 years in about a week. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> now, um, you have your, you know, of course you have your ups and downs, but some downs feel like, I Super don't down. know. Yeah. You know, I don't know if we're going to make it to that next mm-hmm. up. <laughs> and so in the middle of me... Actually, after you had kids and everything? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but in the in the middle of being in that place, I was also watching Nashville. Oh, I'm yeah. obsessed with that show. Yeah, I've seen that. Let me just say, like, <laughs> obsessed. I listen to all the tracks, everything. But um, <laughs> it's something about that show that inspires me to write. Hmm. It's the craziest thing. So um, I was watching Nashville, and I was just kind of in the back of my head thinking about everything that's going on. And uh, I went and sat down in my kids' playroom of all places, <laughs> and I started I started to write. So no melody, you're just writing no. lyrics, no, just well, writing ideas. Yeah, you or, know what? I'm no. wondering about that process. There wasn't there wasn't a melody mm. for that. I just I started writing because. You know, and that you know, I'm thinking about everything that's going on. It's like all the reasons why, no, this isn't. I don't think this is going to work out. And then all of a mm. sudden, I get this. No, we got to figure this out. You know, mm-hmm. we, we, it's going to be okay. You yeah. know, and and that's what that's what long haul is. It's that resolve. Yeah. It's that moment when you're running and your side is hurting. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> you're like I'm not gonna make it. I don't run very often, but I know what you're talking yes. about. Yes, <laughs> and then you you know you have that moment where you're like you know what? No, straighten up, straighten up, keep going. Yeah, you know, and that that's what it was. It was that moment where I decided that, and I went and I sat down and I wrote, and mm-hmm. that song it came. Let's just stick on that journey for a little bit of that song because mm-hmm. you write that. Does it just sit for a while? And then you're like, I don't even know what to do with this. Take us forward to eventually connecting with that guy that plays acoustic guitar that you oh, shared okay. with me. So, well, so even after that, I still don't see myself as a songwriter. Hmm. I just wrote this song, yeah. you know. Yeah. I don't think I even, I didn't share it with anybody for, it was a while. And so, um, some other guy. <laughs> Reaches out and is like... He's not a sleazebag, though, is he? He's not a sleazebag. Okay, good, good, good. He's just, we just had uh, creative differences. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> he's, he's a good guy. Um, he reached out. I had actually known him for a while. And he was like, you know, do you want to, you know, do you want to do something with your music? He always thought I could really sing. And yeah. he was like, you know, if you're serious, like, I want us to work together. Mm. So I was like, okay. I trusted him. Um, so he started sending me these tracks, these R&B tracks, but oh, okay. they weren't average R&B tracks. They were like some otherworldly stuff. And mm. I was like, what is this? Like, I don't. <laughs> it's a little out of box. <laughs> this doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> and he's like, oh, this is artist development. Just write something to it. And I was like, oh. I don't do this. I, I write. Mm. Then I make a melody. I don't hear stuff and then write to it. Does mm. that make any sense? So, but, you know, I decided to challenge myself and I yeah, went ahead okay. 
and I wrote to it. The song was okay, but I did feel accomplished that I was able to do it. Yeah. So then um, he starts sending me more tracks, and I start writing, and the songs get better and better. And then we go in and we record, and the um, the producer. This one thing I've learned is producers who play a particular instrument mm-hmm. tend to be better, <laughs> better producers. And I don't know it. It changes the flavor of the music that mm-hmm. you create mm-hmm. based on that mm-hmm. instrument because as the opposite of that is like just being a producer who can find loops and melodies mm-hmm. and just. Yeah. But if you can play an instrument, mm-hmm. yeah, it's I don't know. It's something about mm-hmm. that music. It, it just is to me. It's better. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, this producer actually played the horn, like. The, the trumpet. Or the, the, the I think he plays the trumpet. Yeah, okay, he plays okay. the trumpet. And so, um, like, we created amazing music together. Hmm. But you know, we had differences in sure. uh, you know creative differences. So we ended up not releasing any of that music. And it just so happened that of all the things that we worked on, I think there were ten songs. Wow. Yeah, of all the things we worked on, Long Haul was left off. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And so, and by this time, I had let people hear it. And every person I played it for, and this was just an acoustic version. Yeah. So I actually met that guy through the, through my my ex manager, I guess that's yeah, what I'll yeah, call yeah. him. Okay. And uh, he, we played it for uh, a book signing. Mm. And the, where, I, when I played it, it was just, it was an awkward, situation for me and I think I think that was the case because Mm. I still I guess I still hadn't found my sound and I wasn't in my element yet and so it didn't feel like it was me yeah you know yeah totally understand yeah and that that was really the issue with with this particular guy was like I don't feel comfortable yet yeah you know yeah and I didn't know what it was at the time I just knew it wasn't it didn't feel right. Right. You know? But it's kind of cool to think about that you push through those feelings mm-hmm. of like, I'm not really sure what I want to be or yeah. what I want to sound like, but I'm going to, almost like it's an assignment in school and you just do it. Mm-hmm. And then through that process, you're, you, you know, you've made something that you've never made before. Yeah. You might have this like motivation or this, you know, momentum. And then mm-hmm. that leads eventually to, Long haul, and then long haul gets left off the project, and then eventually that's the one that you circle back to, and is like that's that's mm-hmm. that's really my sound, you know, that's or it. like something similar to that is yeah. my category. So it's kind of cool to think about how even in areas where you don't think this is doing something for me, or maybe mm-hmm. it's a waste of time. Yeah, it's not, you know, like absolutely. It's that's fascinating to me just yeah. to to think about that. One of the questions that I really like to to kind of ask, and it's mm-hmm. a deep question, but like. Why do you write music? I would say <laughs> Long Haul taught me that in the moment, you know, that I'm writing is for me because mm-hmm. it's cathartic. Mm-hmm. But what I learned through watching other people listen and watching tears come, you know, and all yeah. the things that it brought up for them, that I write it for me, <laughs> but I share it, you know, for, for other people. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason why the the reason why gospel didn't necessarily work for, as far as being my genre mm-hmm. is because you know with with gospel music it's it's written to uplift. 
Yeah. You know. Right. And for me, maybe because I'm a social worker, I don't know. <laughs> maybe that has something to do with it. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I'm very much about not necessarily uplifting all the time. Sometimes when I play a song and I'm sad, I want to listen to this sad song so I can sit here oh, in my sadness and totally. I want it to connect to me. I think you know? I connect more with sad songs or yeah. heartbreak songs or mm-hmm. just songs that aren't just so happy. Yeah, I don't I don't know what that mm-hmm. is, but that's also what when it comes to the song Long Haul. Mm-hmm. Being married um oh goodness. Um don't mess it up. Uh, 15 see it. years. <laughs> so, or I, I could edit it out before okay. she sees this. But, uh, yeah, being married so long too, I I, I just resonated with that idea. Yeah. Like, okay, we're going to push through this. And mm-hmm. the whole verse about if I'd have known it had been this hard, I don't know that I would have done it. It's mm-hmm. just, but you don't know until you're in. And then it's like, yeah. now that you're in and it's so beautiful at some level, it's like, yeah. I mean, at lots of levels, but mm-hmm. there is difficult. I just resonated so much with that. And yeah. I think that's what other people are feeling too when mm-hmm. they listen to it. They're, and isn't that why like country music in general has that appeal mm-hmm. it's like okay you may be singing about your dog but i i have a dog too <laughs> yes. you know what i mean like, yes or i a have a rabbit thing. like yeah. you know what i'm saying like yeah. everybody's got something That's do you have a thing. rabbit i don't oh, okay. <laughs> god no i was like i don't, I don't know this about you okay. yes i love rabbits that's so funny <laughs> uh you may have already talked about this a little bit but i do mm-hmm. want to ask you specifically what makes a song quote unquote good? You know, when you mm-hmm. what's what types of songs are you drawn to, and then what mm-hmm. types of does that relate to the types of songs that you're trying to make? I'll use the the last song that I heard that just really had an impression on me to explain uh, Lettucey. I don't know if you've heard of her, mm-hmm. but um, she's like an R and B soul singer. Okay, but she has a song uh, called All the Way, and basically. It was saying, yes, you know, I, you know, we can love each other, but can you love me on my worst day when oh, I'm unlovable? Yeah. You know, and the first time I heard it, it was so it was so vulnerable. Mm. Like it just it connected. It was so raw. Yeah. Like, you know, we're not it's something that people talk about now, like in recent years, but in general, in society, we're not vulnerable. Like we don't share oh. our truth because our, our truth is, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, we, mm-hmm. we don't know what the we world's post reaction. We the, the highlight reel on yeah. social media. So. Yeah, we don't, we don't want the ugly stuff out there. <laughs> yeah. And she she shared that her vulnerability and just the way it connected to mine, it was like, wow, you know. Mm. So that's when something touches me in a place that I would be ashamed <laughs> mm. to say out loud to wow. somebody, yeah. that's when, that's a good song. Yeah, I love that. What would be, you know, you know, you got your first single coming out, or mm-hmm. it is actually, act, mm-hmm. people can go listen right now. Yes, um, Pause the podcast and go listen to it. <laughs> yes, right now. <laughs> um, as an artist mm-hmm. now, um, what would be success for you if you think about that term? I know that term can be mm-hmm. lots of different things, but, you know, you have a family, Mm-hmm. Want to put out music? Kind of what what's success look like for you moving forward? I mean, do you want to be on tour with Shania Twain? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she's touring anymore. But. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, you know, in Intro to Psych, they talked about intrinsic motivation versus extrinsic motivation, mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. say intrinsically, I feel successful as a as an artist because people have reached out to me to tell me that they cried when they listened to it and mm. that, or that they have it on repeat. And that 
above all else, that was my goal. And that was my fear. <laughs> also in releasing it, like, sure. will people like this? I know it's a few people said they liked it, but will this connect to people? So the fact that it's done that, yeah. you know, with, you know, a number of people means, okay, you know, I, I did what I set out to do. Mm. Now, extrinsically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you want? Yeah, what you want. <laughs> what I'd like is to, um, at the very least, I, you know, I tell my husband, I would like for my music to fund itself. Sure. You know, yeah. I'd like for long haul to, you know, maybe cover an EP. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. If, I could, if I could do that, like, just because I, I love music. I love to write. I love yeah. to sing. And if I could, it's, it's difficult. For you know, art right. to pay for itself. <laughs> yes, and there are sleaze balls in the game, mm-hmm. you know, and opportunities that look good and then don't pan out. And yeah, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, you know, and then you put out this amazing song, and then you make five dollars off streaming, and it's like, it's it. I don't <laughs> want to be discouraging to anybody, mm-hmm. but it's almost like a good song is just a, it's just like a. Um, like a ticket into another opportunity. That's yeah. the way I think about it. Is uh-huh. like, instead of thinking, oh, I'm going to make all this money off streams, it's just like, no, you're going to make something good. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully that's going to open the doors to another opportunity. Exactly. You know what I mean? And just, and then you try to fund that as much as you can and then mm-hmm. keep going from there. So, because a lot of people also, after the song is done, mm-hmm. I mean, AJ knows this because we just really, he just released a song too. It's okay. like there's marketing. There's mm-hmm. content, there's yeah. awareness, you know, there's um, so many things. Mm-hmm. And that's, I actually want to learn more about that because I feel like yeah. if I grow and learn about that, then I can mm-hmm. help people like yourself or like people yeah. I work with mm-hmm. and kind of help them with suggestions and different things that they could do. Yeah. Because the song is like step one. Mm-hmm. Step two is getting people's attention. And, yes. you know, so mm-hmm. if you flip that question, what would you say is the hardest or the most difficult? Thing as a songwriter as a songwriter I guess I don't really see struggles because like I I do music because I love it yeah. like that's the sole purpose I'm I'm grateful for that mm-hmm. <laughs> that it's not like it's not a job yet I yeah. don't know we'll see yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's not a job at this moment mm-hmm. so it, it's purely because I love it. I would say as far as um, like building some form of a career off of it, yeah. my biggest struggle at this moment is understanding who a listener of Ashley <laughs> yeah. will be. Right. You know, because it's, you know, I'm a black woman and I'm singing country music, you know, that has a little tinge of of soul yes. in it, you know, so right. that's a little different. Like, totally. yeah, you know how you're, <laughs> you're building your, uh, maybe building an ad on Facebook and every time you click a button, it goes <laughs> yeah. from a million people to there are two people. <laughs> <laughs> your ideal audience yes. has two people. Like, oh man, <laughs> oh, man. this is going to be rough. <laughs> I think that I, I just, I hope, I know you're joking, but like, there's so many people that are gonna like enjoy your music. That I hope so. It's gonna be more than two people, at least five. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, before we transition to, I have a segment called Ten Things where I just mm-hmm. ask you ten things, but I only have seven today. But um, <laughs> tell me about your uh, 
your passion for hot tamales? I don't know exactly when it restarted. Mm-hmm. I I loved them as a kid, mm-hmm. but um, maybe five years ago. You know, you don't see. Well, I'm starting to see them in the stores more now, and I think it's because of my personal consumption. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I never saw them in the stores much, right? Yeah. And so one day I saw them in a the store, and I was like, "Man, I haven't seen these since I was a kid." And I got them. And I ate them, and it was like it just reopened the world to me. Are they always cinnamon? Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't know if that was like a specific. I only saw the cinnamon ones at the yeah, store. Yeah, that, that's all that matters. And I really don't ever um, <laughs> I really don't ever eat, buy these. Nobody does that I know. <laughs> that's why I'm ashamed. But <laughs> They are good, though. They're amazing. They are good. Yeah. That's funny. I have um, to stop, you know, every now and then I have to stop myself because they come in such large boxes and then I feel responsible to complete. But When you go on tour, people are going to bring you boxes of <laughs> hot tamales. I'm open to that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I want to transition to a segment called 10 Things. Mm-hmm. What is um, the favorite, your favorite concert that you've ever been to? I have to say one of my favorite. Because one I've, of your favorite. Yeah, I've seen some amazing concerts. Uh, one of my favorites was Indiari. Okay, wow. Yeah, like, I've never seen anybody stay on stage longer. Mm-hmm. It was at the Arena Theater, so there's no backstage. You're in the middle. She did wardrobe changes. <laughs> I don't know how, awesome. but she did it. And I think she sang her entire catalog, even if just wow. one line. Like, it was amazing. And I I had no idea she was so talented. Mm-hmm. Like, the guitar, oh, yeah. the flute, the, like... Oh, I didn't know about the flute. Yes, it's crazy. What's a favorite artist that you currently can't stop listening to? There's two, and maybe it's because it's my work music. Oh. Uh, (laughs) It's uh, Anita Baker, and uh, and I think this is how I pronounce her name, Rosa Passos. Okay, I'm Um, not sure either. She sings in Portuguese. I don't know what she's saying. (laughs) I have no idea what she's saying. But the vibe is cool. It's amazing. She has a beautiful voice. What's the last song... That you you stopped and said, "Whoa, that's amazing." The last song. You're like, there's this song called "Long Haul" by Ashley Brand. Long Haul is pretty good. <laughs> Check it out, all platforms. Um, <laughs> but uh, it would probably be "Legacy" all the okay. way. That was yeah, it's amazing. Okay. What's your favorite thing to do when you're not working? Um, play with kids. <laughs> How old are your kids? Yeah, they are ten. She'll be eleven in a few days. Awesome. And six. Does she like to yeah. sing? She does, and is your youngest a girl or a boy? Oh, this is a girl. Oh, this girl, yeah. Youngest boy. And she, yeah, I'm starting to really, really hear it. Oh, wow. Yeah, she can sing. What's your drink of choice? Drink of choice. Well, I don't drink very much. Okay. And so, um, a strawberry margarita is as far as I've okay. ventured. Are you a coffee <laughs> so person? Like do you drink coffee in the morning? Since the pandemic, yes, I do. Oh, yes. not before that. No, never. I was so proud of it. <laughs> Man, now you're addicted. Yeah. <laughs> um, are you a Spotify or Apple Music listener? Apple Music until my single came out. So now, oh. yeah, now now it's both because Spotify gives you all the stats and stuff and yeah. all the background stuff and has more modes of entry. Yeah, you know? yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Okay. We've always been talking about the song, the mm-hmm. single, long haul. But what do you love about What's what's the thing you love about that song? Besides this, I know we talked about some things earlier, but mm-hmm. we're about to perform that live. And what do you what do you love about that song? I love that it presents truth. 
mm. like a hard truth mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. about life that even mm-hmm. the things that you you love or hold dear can be can be difficult and get you to a point where you want to quit sometimes but that there's there's life after it mm-hmm. you know if you hold on yes. you know cuz I, I think we in society especially now like we we don't hold on through the rough patches mm. a lot so totally what i love about that song is um i think one of the important things that people will understand when they hear it obviously the the performance today will just be you know acoustic and mm-hmm. vocals but i love how many background layers and different things that you came up with and thank just thank you thank you I, I mean that's obviously a uh you know a, an homage to your your love for R&B and just mm-hmm. like gospel and just the the way that it comes together I don't know how to explain it but it is country but like mm-hmm. there's a soul to it like you've said yeah. before like I love that so much and um I'm really super proud of it and so I'm thankful that we got to work on that together Same here Um it is a song with a key change which yes, is fascinating is. to me <laughs> Um It's the choir in me <laughs> <laughs> I love that Uh okay and then last uh if people want to connect with you um What's the best place to do that? Or um, I'm on Instagram. Uh, I am Ashley Bray. Uh, yeah, go follow me. There will be more content soon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then the very, very last thing is, uh, if you're on a, uh, if you were, um, you know, going on tour and you can mm. only pick one background singer, uh, would you pick your older sister or your younger sister? Mm. Mm. <laughs> I'm not answering that. <laughs> <laughs> You pick them both. Yeah, both. Both of them. Both, both. of them support you. <laughs> One <laughs> goes in the luggage. <laughs> we, won't, we won't say who that is. Yeah, so. I'm not telling. Uh, well, thank you so much for being part of this podcast. Thank and, you uh, for having me. I appreciate your time. If I'd had any idea that love would have been so hard, I don't know if I would have started down this
One day we'll laugh and call this easy And as told, I'll be able to deny But what propels me into faith Is when the faintest trace Of love for me and you I can find For the long haul, oh for the long haul I'm giving you my all for the long haul I hear love's call telling me to keep holding on So I'll keep standing tall for the long haul Ooh, yeah. Long haul I didn't have the faintest idea that this would have been so hard Now that we're here I'm so grateful that we stayed the course and last our sweet spot we have found where love abounds i'm glad that we stuck side by side for the long haul at last our sweet spot